Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello everybody and welcome back to another week, another episode. Welcome back to If I Didn't Laugh I'd Cry. On today's episode I do have a guest and you know this guest is one of those people that start feeling like family real quick. Um, But just a quick trigger warning as well for today's episode, it is really heavy, it is really deep. And I think that's what If I Didn't Laugh I'd Cry is all about. It's having those difficult, uncomfortable conversations that we otherwise don't have and having, you know, asking the questions. Whether they're right questions or not, at least we're having a conversation. So, yeah, I hope you enjoy the show. And if anybody is triggered by anything that is discussed in the show, I will leave some contact details in the description and make sure to check those out if you need some support. P.S. I am a qualified mental health first aider, so you can pop up to me at any time. Pop up. Yeah, we're in this together. Um, And also just a quick one. I am going to take a two week break. So you know, next Friday and the Friday after, there won't be an episode just to re-collaborate, you know, re-collaborate. Yeah, basically to, <laughs> yeah, to catch up to myself. It's been a lot. Um, I still have a day job as well. So this is just for a little bit of self-care, a little bit of slowing down. But in the background, we'll be working on some other stuff as well. So don't you worry. Yeah, it's Diana. Diana, (laughs) you're on the podcast. Oh my god! Yeah, you're ready for this, yeah. Yeah, I bet you've been waiting for your moment. Like, when's this girl gonna call me on? When you've been listening, you've been telling me back some of the podcast episodes. I'm thinking, come and see Teresa Butter. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for coming to If I Didn't Laugh, I'd Cry. Since you've been listening, I assume you know the order of the show? Yeah, I think I know. It's time to get things off your chest and say it with your chest. Come on, I know things have been pissing you off. Maybe silence has been pissing you off, isn't it? Hubby and that. 100%. <laughs> get things off your chest, man. What's, what's been bothering you lately? Bro, like, 
No, I applied for uni in that, right? Yeah. I've been waiting, like, for time. Why can't you just give, like, the answer just, like, right there? It's either your grades are good or not. It's either you got it or you don't. I'm sure they know if you got it or not. Bro, I'm like, since, like, July. (laughs) And just September, bro. What, last year? No, this year. July this year and you're already complaining. Bro. That's like, how you know you got to. You, you made me rat on your behalf, <laughs> but it's just you not having patience, fam. <laughs> Let me tell you something. My cousin applied on the same day that I've applied. Yeah. She got her answer one week after. What? I same know. uni? No, different uni. Ah, there we go. There we go. It's the different uni. But you're just long. I should learn to stop jumping on people's beasts, you know, because <laughs> you're beefing now. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's long, that's long. Bro, it's just you being... You, sometimes you just got to be a little bit more patient. Bro, I have to give notice to my to my job. You know, well, you told the minute you're not giving notice until you get an offer. So they know what's up. You run the show. Mate, then, uni starts since the 16th of September. Oh. But I have to give four weeks notice on my work. No, I'll just give immediate effect. Can I would just, just do that? Yeah. Mad. You're speaking to HR fam. But yeah, so that's your rant, is uni not giving you the answer quick. And just inflation is fucking me up, bro. Bro. Like, things are too expensive. Like, bro, that was my rant. Don't get me started. That was my rant the other day. And apparently, it's due to keep rising. I've got nothing else to give. I'm going to have to start selling my liver, my kidney, whatever. Spare organ, my lung, take it. Because I can't afford it, bro. Bro. It's too much. Now you know the next segment. I told you, I told you, get a story ready. And you said, Oh, I don't think I have many embarrassing stories, you know. I thought, what kind of human being lives life with no embarrassing stories? Yeah, I have them. You wanna hear? Yes. Bro. Right, this one is very embarrassing, like. It's very, very embarrassing, <laughs> right? And I just thought about it, like, when I was just sitting in the couch. Yeah. Right. When I was nine, 18, 19, yeah. I had this boyfriend, right? Yeah. He was older than me. He was, like, 27. And I was 19. That's odd. Yeah, I always... I always went for, like, older guys. Yeah. I don't know why. But now I'm with Silas, isn't it? You know, what's changed? <laughs> uh, yeah. All the guys are trash. So trash. Bro, let me just go for the youngers, isn't it? So, I started dating him, right? He, lived in, he lives in Manchester. But mm. I was living in Portugal, right? Yeah. So, every now and then, he would go to Lisbon. Because he was Portuguese-speaking. Right? Yeah. Right? So, one day, we go to the Algarve, right? On holidays. Right? This is the first time I'm going on holidays with my boyfriend, right? Yeah. So, me, I'm gassed. Excited. Right? Excited. That stuff. independence, basically. Yeah. I'll get you. Bro. Tell me, I go to sleep, right? Yeah. And I'm having a dream, I'm in the pool. <gasps> I'm having a dream, I'm in the pool, right? I wake up, <gasps> right? <gasps> and I'm peeing. Right? <laughs> With your older man. Fam. Fam. It's the most embarrassing story. Like. Did you wake up? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you need to go. <laughs> I just pissed my... I was like... <laughs> what? Bro, fam. I don't know what happened. Bro, you got 
understand. You were you were enjoying yourself in that. Bro, I was I was having a dream that was in the pool. And I don't know what happened. I pissed myself in the sleep, bro. He was in bad. You were relaxed. Bro, I don't know what happened. This never happened to me. Like, never. I as a as a child I don't remember what in the bed. Yeah. Right? So I was always very independent. So tell me why at 19, yeah? Oh. Bro, what is that about? Myself. What did he twice, say? Twice. Like, same trick. Same trick. He thought you were incontinent, bro. Oh my word. What did he say? He was like, it's okay. It's all right. I was uh, like, at least it was nice and Bro, it. like, I think he was to do. Did you didn't have Holly like, come in? No, girl, remember that episode? Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> Deanna, what are you doing? Holly! That's Joe. That was my embarrassing story. My story is also about excrements, but it's um of the even more intense variety. Yeah. So I like to play this game called last minute in it. Like I just do things by the last minute. I procrastinate and procrastinate until I'm rushing. Yeah. I'm late to work. Not because I had to be late, but because I procrastinated. Yeah. One time I'm at home. This is when I lived at home. And this is when I shared a bedroom with my sister and we had a bunk bed. And that was in the top bunk. Yeah. And I was watching a film in bed on a laptop. You know, I, I just liked me time. So that was what I used to do. Just watch films in bed and I like animation. I started feeling my stomach start to like sing to me in it. And I thought, I know what this is, but it's cool. It's cool. I know myself. Have you ever had your car? go on like red when you need to top up petrol yeah but you say to yourself trust me i know my car you know it won't die you know you can push it <laughs> that was me yeah i know myself i carry on watching this film another 15 minutes the song my, my stomach sings again it's louder this time and it, it came with some more sensations and i was like it's cool i know myself yeah cool and we had visitors, by the way. We had guests. It was a Saturday. Yeah, so I was actually being really naughty by watching. <laughs> I don't know how my mom didn't find me because I wasn't even allowed to watch TV on Sabbath. But yeah, so we had people in the house. The house was hustling and bustling was kicking, yeah? Now, the stomach singing got closer and closer, more intense and more intense, yeah? And now it's last minute. Now I need to go because I know what this is. I'm on the top bunk, remember? So that means a whole workout, boot camp to get to the bottom, yeah? And I used to like chilling. I would say free. Yeah, I, I hope you get my drift, yeah? I, I, like I used to chill free. Yeah. Now, remember, we've got guests. Remember, it's last minute and I was chilling free. So now I need to get to the bottom bunk, if we're bottom of the bunk, put clothes on. And go to the toilet. But it's okay. I've got time. And the toilet is just next door to the room. I get down. And I'm rushing. Yeah, I'm rushing. Everything is a rush now. Because someone could just go. And she was getting warning signs. No, 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 no. <laughs> now I'll go to open the toilet. It's locked. There is somebody in there. We've got guests. Oh, my word. If the upstairs toilet is not free. How about downstairs? Oh, so I run downstairs. I'm darting downstairs. 
the way the sound you know you know you can judge what's gonna come this yeah. was the yeah. that was the ones that were bubbling yeah. Yeah. I ran down the stairs as I'm about to go to the toilet the door goes it knocks and I'm right there somebody's at the door I open the door and he's one of Sipo's friends and they're like he's like is Sipo in and I'm there like yeah, 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 he is, he is, he is trying to point him to the right way, but I'm like, what, like running in the spot, yeah, because I really need to go. But there's somebody in the downstairs toilet anyway. So I am truly, royally just, I start following through. <laughs> so I tell my man, he's upstairs, go upstairs, he's upstairs. As, as I'm saying that, the person who was downstairs comes up and I go there. I kid you not, the downstairs toilet window was opened. He opted to stay outside. The outside, like, is just right by the window. I've never heard noise like it before. <laughs> <laughs> I am pretty sure he heard everything. Diana, it was kicking off. Mad. It was kicking off. That is crazy. <laughs> I literally, I never, ever, ever, ever spoke about this to my brother's friend. Never did I bring it up. And I don't know if he remembers it. I've always just prayed he never heard a single thing. That is crazy. We've come to the main part, the real reason why we're here. Yes. It's time to get deep and vulnerable and candid. Yeah? Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do this it. is the deep. If I didn't laugh, I'd cry. Yeah? The stuff that really you experienced, but I want to know how you navigated all of it. You know what I mean? How did you cope with it? You know, how you were feeling, what you were thinking, things like that. I brought you on specifically, you know, because I've got, I got to know you a little bit. And through knowing you a little bit, through our conversation, we were, we started talking about grief and you were talking about loss, specifically loss of a child. And I thought, rah, I never knew this about you. And then the conversation got cut short, blah, blah, blah. It's something that you were telling me about how you were in your um, pregnancy and you discovered that you, um, you've you got a... Short cervix. Yeah. It's basically like my cervix can't like hold the weight of the baby. Mm. Like It's very soft. Mm. You know, when you're pregnant, your cervix closes. Yeah. And it has to have a certain thickness. Yeah. And it just has to efface me when you're ready to give birth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But with me, before I'm ready to give birth, mm. he already starts effacing. Oh. Do you know what causes it? Uh, I don't know. So you've never, they've never, or is there no research there's that's no, gone into like, it? Yeah, there's no particular reason. Mad. Yeah. It's just the way my body. Yeah. Yeah. How did you navigate your pregnancy? So I found out that when I was pregnant with Millie, Okay. Right? When I was pregnant with Jaden, yeah, I didn't know I had that because if I knew I had that, yes. they probably would have stitched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like something. Yeah, there would have sure. been protective measures. Yeah. yeah, like what happened to Amelia. Yeah, like when I was pregnant with Amelia, they had to put like a type of cup yeah that would hold my cervix. Yeah, that my cervix wouldn't open. So like my cervix would be like in the middle. And yeah, the cup would be like so when it starts to efface, you can't. Yeah. And that's what you were saying earlier, because we we started talking about this earlier as well. But that's what you were saying earlier about um, if it wasn't for Jaden, you wouldn't have had Millie. Yeah. So it's like through that you you had a discovery, right? Exactly. But then 
how come it wasn't discovered or I don't know if you've ever found out how come it wasn't discovered with Jaden so with Jaden when I was pregnant of Jaden I was actually having extra appointments mm. because they said there was I had too much liquid in my belly mm. so I was actually having extra scan and extra things mm. right to to see if the baby was okay yeah this is the thing in the UK, they don't actually do it until it's actually necessary. Mm. Because if they did it, if they measured the the size of my cervix mm. when I was pregnant with Jaden, this could all all be avoided. But, mm. Like he would have stayed in my womb longer. Do they do it in Portugal? I I'm not sure if they do it, but yeah. I know that in Portugal, like the system is more complete. Yeah, than it is in the UK. yeah, yeah, yeah. In the UK, they only do it if. It's absolutely yeah. necessary. They don't do it as a preventive yeah, yeah, yeah. measure. With Amelia, they had to do it because I had a loss of Jaden. Yeah. So they had to to see, to monitor this pregnancy mm. closely mm. to make sure, try and figure out that whatever happened in the past, it doesn't happen again. Mm. Yeah. While all of that is happening now, especially when um, you were pregnant with Jaden, you don't know what's going on, but you're having so many more appointments. How were you feeling about that? Did that cause you any anxiety or were you just like, it's because it's your first pregnancy. Sometimes you don't know what's the norm and what's not the norm. Yeah. So to you, you were just thinking, ah, it's just what happens. With yeah. yeah, for me, it was just normal. I thought actually in a way of me having extra scans is actually good mm. because I'm actually seeing my baby more yeah. often and I'm making sure, they're making sure that everything yeah, is okay. Yeah, yeah. At least if there's something going on, they yeah. can spot it right there and then. Yeah. But the scans that I was doing was for the baby. Yeah. I needed scans to be done on the cervix. Yeah. So scans for the baby, they put the scan on your, just the hormone ultrasound. Mm. But if you're doing on the cervix, they have to put a stick inside mm. and measure it through there. Now talk me more about your experience through pregnancy, so the stages of your pregnancy until you got to the point where we got to, but just like how you experience it, let's say month to month or week to week as we measure pregnancies. So how you experience it week to week? Right. So I found out I was pregnant. Mm. I get my first appointment. Mm. Everything was good. Now I have this thing called hyperemesis gravidarum. Oh, oh, (laughs) mate, I have got that. Yeah. I had that with Olivia. Yeah. So and it's horrible. Horrible. You just throw up uncontrollably. Everything. Everything. And you just wretch your stomach. You feel like you've got a six pack because right. of how much exercise you're doing in that toilet. For real, bro. Oh, mate. And it's actually something that people don't actually talk about. Bro. But there's a lot of women yeah. that actually have that. They're, they're, and you know what? When I was pregnant with Olivia, I was like reading about it. There's not much research into it either. Yeah. You know, apparently, it's because you have too much hormones. On the first three months of your pregnancy, mm. the first 12 weeks, that's when you're getting the most hormones. Yeah. So your hormones it's are extra. Like yeah. Like they form like till you get riches. The peak. Yeah. And when you're middle, second trimester, that's when it stabilizes a bit. Yeah. Right? And then you go, when you go into the third trimester, it starts getting down because you, your body is preparing itself. Oh, not to... for me, sweetheart. <laughs> First, second, third. Yeah. I was on anti-sickness tablets. Me too. And I couldn't not take them. If I didn't take them, yeah. I would be retching. I would just, nothing changed. And they were telling, well, at first I feel like I was being gaslit in it because they were like, oh no, it should go away. Eat a cracker. Eat a cracker. 
so I can vomit. Yeah. <laughs> Diana, I tried everything. Yeah. Everything there was to try under the sun. I tried it. Yeah. And nothing too. worked. I was admitted, actually. Me too. No, I never got to that stage of getting that admitted. Lucky. But I had to eat every two hours. Like, even during the night when I'm sleeping. Really? I have to eat every two hours. Really? I have to, to make sure that I have food. Because otherwise, I'm throwing up. If I don't have food, it's worse. And that was happening with Jaden as well? Yes. So, the same thing happened in the same pregnancy. Yeah. Media. So, yeah, I have that. So, then I took the anti-sickness tablets and stuff. And because I was in, like, such a toxic relationship, mm. like I told you in the past, mm. it was a bit hard because, like, my boyfriend at the time thought I didn't want to do stuff in the house. Like, I didn't want to cook. I didn't want oh. to clean or stuff like that. But I literally did not have the strength to do stuff. Now, that do makes me emotional because it's like, I know what it feels like. And it's like, I was, I, I lights, I couldn't cope with lights. I couldn't cope with smells, just nothing. Yeah. And therefore, you feel a little bit incapacitated, like getting up to walk, like it's yeah. too much. Yeah. And At then, the time, he was even like, oh, my sister went through pregnancy. Oh. Pregnancies. They did everything like you're not doing because you don't want to. That's pissing me off. Sorry to get annoyed. What's his, send his location. <laughs> send his location. Let's find him. <laughs> we need to have words. <laughs> so, it was hard. Um, it was really hard. Um, like, because he wouldn't understand me. Yeah, but I still carried, like, from that point on, I was I was pushing myself to still doing things because I was like, you know what, I'm not here to be listening to this type of shit. Like, like F that. So I started doing more and more and more. Um, why, 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 did it, why did you feel the need to give in to doing more and more instead of just standing up for, I know how I feel right now and I don't feel good? Because no one really understood me i was alone like his mm. mother would be like yeah i did this you're just lazy da, 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 da. oh I'm so like, it was just your way bro, of just like i get... don't want to mm. listen to all of this crap that mm. you're giving me so me i'm just gonna get up and, and i'm just gonna do the the best i can do mm. you know what i mean mm. yeah so yeah it was pretty much like that um i had to move out from the house the house the silence helped me and then like two months after i was in work i was working the 10 to 6 shift yeah and the 10 to 6 shift you're the last one in the office and i always used to tell my manager i don't want to do that yeah shift because i'm pregnant yeah and if something happens right, yeah it's i'm alone yeah and how many like, weeks were you at this point i was like 26 weeks 25 26 weeks yeah so then he'll be like no you're fine you're okay mm. uh, usually there's people right so this day i'm sitting down i've just finished doing my work I'm by myself mm. in the office. All the lights are, are shut and stuff. Mm. I get up. Mm. Like, I feel a contraction. Mm. And I'm like, oh, okay, it must be like Braxton Hicks, right? Mm. Mm. I give, I start walking in the middle to the exit outside my office. Mm. I feel like a big gush. Mm. Like, I can't, control. I'm like, am I weird? Like, I can't control, like, I can't control it. I can't yeah, make yeah. it stop. Yeah. So at this point, I'm panicking, right? Mm. And I'm thinking, did my water just break? Yeah. Right? So I'm calling my mom. She's not picking up. I'm calling my sister. 
she's not picking up. What's going through your mind right now? I'm like, what the hell is happening right yeah. now? Like, what is happening? What is this, right? So I then go to the toilet. Because it's unexpected, isn't it? Yeah. And like, at this point, you're not thinking that your no. body is going to break. No. So it's like, what, what is, is this? this? Is this normal? Is it not yeah. normal? You know, it's your first time going through it. So I'm like, what is this? So I call my manager. He's not picking up. So I then call my sister. Mm. I tell my sister, uh, Mana, I call her sis. Mm. I think my water just broke. Mm. She was like, don't panic, don't panic. Call <laughs> the ambulance. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to call the ambulance. Call mm. the ambulance. I'm, I'm like, my water just broke. Yeah. I'm 26 pregnant yeah my baby is like i'm panicking yeah it's like my heart's racing right now as well yeah i'm alone there's no one in the Mm. usually there's no one in the office right what job is this was my current job oh okay yeah my current job oh um so i'm in there and then i'm like panicking i'm panicking then i hear voices Mm. and i'm like is anyone there Mm. and then someone just replies to me yeah and she's like yeah the security guard is here yeah so i'm like oh my i'm pregnant my water just broke yeah like i'm not supposed to like i'm 26 yeah weeks pregnant um it was like okay let's just call the ambulance right? yeah where i work is the the blood where you give blood in manchester mm. so like yeah i'm literally close to, mm. to everything so i call the ambulance right the ambulance is like uh, is the head coming out? I'm like, I don't know if the head's coming out. Like, mm. you guys need to make yourself yeah, like, yeah, yeah. ASAP here, right? Like, something's if my, happening. If my son is born here, he's 26, like, he's not mature enough to come out of my mm. belly, right? Mm. So then, um, yeah. So then they'll be like, oh, you have to actually look. We're calling for the ambulance, but mm. you have to look to see mm. if the, 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 the head's coming out if you're actually in active labor. Because if the head's coming out, it's an emergency. So I'm, I'm like, sorry, but isn't you saying I'm 26 weeks pregnant and emergency enough? It's not. What? It is not. I'm because that's you. not. That is not when a baby is mature, to, like you said, right? So they're telling you that unless the head's coming out, we can't. They can't do anything. Because there's other people that are actually it's like, like an emergency. emergency. What? Right? So then I have now to ask the security guard to look into my vajayjay oh. to see, right, if the head's coming out, right? So I have to get myself undressed and stuff like that. Head wasn't coming out. We're like, okay, yeah, head's yeah, not yeah, coming out, yeah. but you need to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly. serious. Like, mm. you need to come. One hour later, they still hadn't come what right so we call again like what are you doing like the girl is here i'm panicking i'm crying i'm like oh my god i can't believe this is happening to me now instead of thinking about me and what i'm feeling i'm thinking about my mom is gonna lose her thing like she's gonna panic because i'm like sis don't tell my mom don't tell our mom because how come because my mom has high blood pressure right so all i'm thinking is she's not here she's thinking like so i'm thinking Tell her not to worry about me. I'll be fine, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll be fine. Like, just make sure that everyone's okay. I'll be fine. Mm. Right? So then ambulance comes. The ambulance takes me to, to the a mm. like to the gynecologist. They tell me, yeah, you're you're having a preterm labor. We have to do everything that we can mm. to delay mm. the, the labor. 
right? But your water is just broken. But my water just broken, right? So in Portugal, mm. if your water breaks, fam, there's no protection for the baby. No, mm. they're taking the baby out, mm. right? Mm. There's no protection. Mm. You have all sorts of bacteria. Mm. The baby can have yeah. like poo inside me, and yeah. that's quite severe and stuff like that. So. What they do is they take me to a room. They give me steroids shots to help develop the baby's lungs. Okay. And they give me like a magnesium, like something to help develop his brain. Yeah. Right. Then they do all these, all sorts of like um, exams on me. Mm. Um, and then they try and see if I go into labor, if my body will actually go into labor. Yeah. My body didn't go into labor that day. Um, so they were just taking it day by day, day basically. by day. Yeah. Second day, yeah. I have to take another yeah. shot of of steroids. How did this shot affect you, bro? It stings. It was the most horrible. I don't know how these people that take steroids to get really? me. I don't. It's the most horrible thing. I had to take it again with Millie. Really? As well. Yeah, because she was born premature as well. Was she? Yeah, yeah. Millie was born at thirty-four weeks. The same thing happened. Oh, yeah. But later on, because of that, yeah, the, that cup thing that they put me into, mm. it's a pessary, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I take the shots, they're trying to see if I go into labor. I'm mm. going to labor, they're doing my blood works to see if I have any infection, mm. anything. Because if I do have an infection, they have to they have to force me into labor, they have to induce me into, into labor, right? So, sorry. Why were they determined on a natural labor, on a natural birth? Because they said if the baby is too small, mm. they have to do a bigger cut because they don't know where the baby might sit. And because the baby was too small and the cut was big, I might I might have like bled to death. Oh. Right. Because, you know, usually C-section, they just do a small yeah, yeah, cut. Yeah. But because the yeah. was so premature, yeah. so they had to do like a big, a deep deeper cut. Yeah. Like one that goes from your belly button down and then to oh. the sides and take off the baby. And that's what they were trying to avoid. Oh, yeah. So if they could have like a normal delivery. Yeah. That's what they would have. Um. So on the second day, I didn't go into labor. On the third day, I mm. didn't go into labor. They sent me home. They were like, if you're having contractions every two minutes. But your water broke. But my water broke. So I'm like, are you sure this is what you guys need to do. They were like, yeah, it's better that you stay at home. In the hospital, you can catch all sorts of things. There's more bacteria, more virus, whatever. It's better if you go home, right? I go home at 6 o'clock at midnight. I go into labor. Mm. Midnight, I go into labor. They try and delay it. They try and delay it. So they delay it for another day, mm. right? I don't know what they gave me, but they were delaying the labor. At... Three o'clock on the next day, it was a Wednesday, mm. the doctor came. They were like, your, um, what's it called? Your white cells count are too high, mm. which means that you might be having an infection. Therefore, we need to induce you into labor, right? So they induced me into labor, mm. right? I deliver Jaden mm. at um, 6.59. <laughs> I delivered Jaden at um, 6.59. Yeah. Um, I think the hardest thing for me was not being able to touch him yeah. or to see him 
you know, because when I delivered him, mm. he was so small, he didn't mm. have oxygen. So we had like um, a team of doctors there mm. and they just showed me quickly through the incubator mm. and they took him away yeah. from me because he had to be intubated, yeah, had yeah, to yeah. air and stuff. Um, whilst they were finishing up with me. Mm. So he went to the NICU. So what was going through your mind at that time? I was just crying. Yeah. I was just like, my son, I want to touch my mm. son. And I was telling my partner at the time, like, just go. Mm. Go make sure that he's okay. He's okay. Mm. I'll be fine. Mm. Right? So then he goes. He goes to the NICU. They finish up with me. Around 11, I will see him, right? Mm. When I go see him, is the pictures that you see yeah, him. yeah, yeah. So he's already wired up. He's mm. got loads of machines over him, mm. like loads of machines like beeping and stuff. Mm. And uh, I had to stay in the hospital for three days. Uh, but in the NICU, you can go there anytime mm. to see the baby. So I'll go there usually at night, yeah, because in the morning I'll be sleeping and I'll feel more comfortable. And also in the morning, the doctors do rounds, and when they do rounds, the parents cannot be there and yeah. stuff. So everything was fine. He was responding fine like yeah. the first three days. And then he gets sick. Mm. Right? So he gets sick. The doctors don't know why he's getting sick. Like he gets very unwell. Uh, his blood pressure is not going up. Um, they don't know what is happening to mm. him. So they're trying everything to, to turn around. Yeah, yeah. And he's just getting worse and worse. Because they want his blood pressure to be high, they keep on giving him more water, saline solution mm. to make sure that his um, blood pressure is high enough. Yeah. So obviously he doesn't pass away or anything like that. Um, so this was like in a week's mm. space. I then get um, discharged. I get discharged to go home. Mm. So the is so, that is that is that normal? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you can't stay. Obviously, I was okay. We mm. did everything. He was doing okay. Yeah. So they sent me home. Yeah. The night that I got discharged, I had this really weird dream with Jaden. Mm. So I had this dream that Jaden was in the nursery playing with loads of kids. Mm. But I woke up feeling like Anxiety. I need to go, my, I yeah, need yeah. To go see my son. Mm. So at 3 a.m. I went to go see him. Mm. And um, I look at him and all his vitals are like, and I'm thinking, what the hell's going on? Mm. And the doctor's like, no, he's fine. Uh, we just took it out because he wasn't, like, all the, the wires, he wasn't sleeping properly, but it's okay. So I go see him. He's fine, right? Uh, I go back to sleep. I wake up. I go to my, to my, to my house. Um, but he's already, like, my partner goes see him more often than I mm. because, obviously, I'm still recovering mm. from delivering mm. and stuff. Everything is hurting, you mm. know, like when you deliver, everything mm. is hurting. So then I get a call from my partner. He's like, oh, I just received a call. The doctor said, we need to go to to meet you now. Mm. Like, why? Oh, Jaden is sick. Mm. Sick? Okay, I'm coming. I get dressed and go. And they're like, Jaden is very sick. He's been like that the whole night. We don't know what's happening. Mm. Then all this, the, what is it called? The blood works and mm. everything. And we don't know what, what is happening. So we're going to do some scans and stuff like that to see why is it that his blood pressure is so low and stuff. And we've already took uh, some blood to see if he's got any infection. Mm. Um, so they did all of that. Nothing is accusing. 
bearing in mind he's getting worse. Yeah. It's getting worse. And they couldn't see anything. Like, they couldn't see see what was wrong. They couldn't see anything. All types of scans. Everyone is shook because this baby was thriving, Mm. right? So he comes out of the belly. In one day, he takes off his oxygen. He's now not using the fully on oxygen. Mm. He's using just one that he does 80% of the breathing. Mm. You know, just the mask. Yeah. Yeah. So everything was fine. Yeah, so yeah. He had everything to thrive. Yeah. He was born at a good weight. He didn't have any signs that he would contract anything. Right? Yeah. So he's now getting sick. Um, the doctors are doing everything. His his health keeps on declining and declining. He starts his hands start getting black. So when it gets black, it means that circulation is not moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You start losing like the blood flow. Yeah. Yeah. And if it gets black, it means you're getting rotten and stuff. So his hands starting to get black and stuff like that. It was really bad. I was just sitting down next to him. I was just praying, 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 praying. Mm. And I was like, no, he's going to be fine. I know he's going to be fine because God. You got, got that me. hope and that right? faith, yeah? I know he's going to be fine. Yeah. So I then start having some fever. Mm. Because I start having some fever, the doctor then tells me, you need to go away. You need to go to, to your house because you can't be around your child if you're sick. Oh. You can get whatever you've got. You've got, right? I go home at midnight. I get a call from my ex at the time, and he was like, "No, you need to come now." I mm. was like, "But I'm sick." The mm. doctor told me I can't go there. Mm. The doctor is on the phone saying it doesn't matter. You need to come. So then I come, and the mm. doctor then tells me, um, mm. "We've got. We received what Jaden like the blood works. He has E. coli." Has an infection of E. coli. Uh, and I'm like, how did he get that? He's like, oh, they can get it through very... This is the bacteria that is usually in your tummy. So most likely, they, they didn't tell me that, but most likely he got it when he was in my tummy. Because your water broke. Exactly. They didn't tell me that. This was research that I'd done yeah. after Jaden passed away. Yeah. And speaking through other with other doctors and stuff. Yeah. Right? What they said to me was, we are in a hospital environment. There's, we, are, we were always taking tubes in, in and out of him. He could have gotten that because of it, right? So they were like, do you want to get um, priest mm. to baptize him? Mm. And I'm like, okay. Do you want anyone to be present? I was like, yeah, I want, I want like his godparents to be mm present but it was like 3 a.m who's mm. gonna come at 3 a.m mm. so we baptized him we like burn him i'm crying like i'm crying begging god i'm saying god please save my child save my child i know you're gonna come through for me mm. because you are the one that mm. comes through all the time 100 <laughs> bro bro i've been there when you're like you i know you and i know what you can do and then yeah then i went home um i got dressed and whatever next day i come they were like he comes he came to a place where his lungs were filled with water because they were keep on giving him saline solution so that his blood pressure maintains Mm. at a certain level Mm. so when we were they not monitoring that they were monitoring the blood pressure no the the solution that they were giving him were they not monitoring that 
They were. They mm. were giving him solution. They kept on giving him transfusions. But if they didn't give him the solution, the solid mm. solution, mm. his blood pressure would go low. Okay. His blood pressure would go low. Um. So they were like, well, his lungs are full, filled with water. Um. There's nothing we can do. Like, there's two ways you can do, go about it. You either, like, spend the rest, the remaining time he has here with you. Mm. We monitor his pain mm. and we will try and make sure he's comfortable mm. or we will keep trying mm. and like he will eventually bleed to death and mm. die. Mm. So his dad was like, no, you need to keep everything, doing everything to, to save him. Mm. And I was like, and he doctor was like, but we can, we can keep on doing that. But he's, he's not going to make it. Yeah. Like, he's not going to make it. In and any event. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, but one of it is at least more comforting. And you can be spending time mm, with him out mm, of the machines, mm, out of the DQ. And I'm the mother, right? Mm, so I decided to switch off his machine. Mm, within. What's going on for your mind at that time? I think I've never been in so much despair in my mm, life. I don't remember much of it because I think your whole, your brain tries and pr- protect you from yeah, the trauma, right? Yeah. So all I remember is just, I just wanted to scream. Mm. Like, I don't think I've ever felt such amount of pain in my life. Like, it was horrible. I don't wish that on anyone. Like, you just feel like your heart is, like, made into pieces, mm. right? And it was the hardest thing. I just wanted to scream inside the NICU. Mm. You can't cry, though. <laughs> being a mom is so freaking yeah yeah i get you and um uh, yeah oh <laughs> and i'm in despair um i'm like my hands are like like this yeah i just want to scream I'm yeah like, my son i can't believe this. yeah like, this is my son right so i'm in like i'm I don't know what to do. I'm yeah. I, I want to scream. I want to like, I just, I want to scream. I'm screaming, but I'm not screaming. But I'm, somehow your body just goes into like, right, yeah. we've got to do this. Yeah. This is where we're at now. You just keep that flight. Is it fight? Fight. Yeah. Flight, yeah. Right? You just fight. So every time. They take him. He, they get him morphine. They got, we were in the intimate room. Uh, my cousin, Marcia. Yeah. Came. Um, my ex boyfriend's best friend came as well. Yeah, and and his mom was there as well. So yeah, my ex boyfriend's mom was there. Yeah, so we all just sat down in there. I was just holding him in my head. I'm just thinking, I'm so sorry. I could not protect you. Like, yeah, as a mother, it's my role to protect you, and I, I couldn't do that. I, oh. I couldn't protect you. I couldn't protect you. I, I'm so, so sorry. I could, it's my fault. Like, yeah. In my head, I'm thinking, I should have protected you. I should have done more. And I'm so, so sorry. I'm yeah. so sorry. And I'm singing for him. I'm holding. This is the first time I'm holding my child. Yeah. Um, and Ugh. he's passing, right? He's passing. Everyone held the child. Yeah. Everyone said their goodbyes. Um, we were all crying. It was really sad. And yeah, he passed away at 2 a.m. in a room with yeah. all of his family and from that point 
I went blank. Like you could say anything to me. I was just looking. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Like, I, like, I was just, I don't know how to describe, like, I couldn't feel, you could be speaking to me, I could be responding, but I am not here. Autopilot. I don't even know where my head is at so i was really like down um it was the hardest thing i have gone through mm. um then i went to my house i was with my boyfriend at the time my ex-boyfriend and uh he was like oh it's okay we'll have another children and i'm like but i don't want another children i want jaden i don't want yeah. anyone i want jaden and they were like, no, Diana, there's nothing we can do. He's with God now. Mm. And he's okay. He's in a world full of pain. In my head, I'm just thinking, I'm so sorry. I could not. This yeah. is all my fault. Yeah. Like, I couldn't protect you for I'm sorry. Like, mm. And there's nothing you can do. Like, mm. you feel like your whole world is, like, sinking, right? Mm. And, yeah, then I go to Portugal to be next to my parents mm. and my siblings and stuff and my ex-boyfriend then goes to his mom's mm. and then we come back for the funeral mm. which was on the 24th of june january um and that was the hardest thing i've ever had to do a mother should never have to do mm. their son or daughter mm. um i cried so much i think i don't remember much of it mm. People that were in mm. the funeral said that I was crying, like coming from within. That I was mm. screaming, mm. and I was doing. I was by myself because mm. at the time, you know, like I told you, my ex-boyfriend and his beliefs, mm. and then his mother didn't want him to be next to me, mm. so I was all alone, right? So I was going through. There was no one to mm. to kind of like hold me. Mm. It had to be my friends and like, yeah. Like after that, I've never been the same. Like it's just when you say you've never been the same, how how did you then navigate the grief, so to speak? Because you know you go from the funeral. How did we get to this point? Like, how, what is it that got you or gets you through? Because I can't imagine it's something that ever goes away. But how did you at least get to the point of managing the pain? Like, I went through therapy mm. when I got there. Like, I went back to Portugal after the funeral. Mm. And my sister got the best therapists mm. from 
people that are actually going through mm. like loss of a child mm. um and i started doing therapy i was also grieving the loss of my boyfriend because he broke up with me via text message no way. straight after like burying my son what was his reason no, that Cardi, like, G- Cardi B gave. <laughs> and what was his reason? He was just like, we were not meant to be together because if we were meant to be together, this wouldn't have happened and stuff like that. Really? Yeah. By six years, you know, by text message. Six years? Six years. Six years and he broke up and with he by text message. <laughs> That's mad. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was also going through all these emotions. I, I felt like, at this point, I'm like, it is what it is. Like, mm. I'm going to do whatever. I don't care about whatever. Like, I was telling you, I was scared to fly. Mm. From the point that Jaden passed, mm. I stopped being scared of flying mm. going into the airplane. I had to take medication to go into the airplane. Really? That's how bad anxiety I had. The moment that Jaden passed away and I had to go into that plane, I stopped being scared of anything. Because for me, it was like, what's the point? What was the point like? I was in so much pain. I was in such a dark place. I didn't want to see anyone. I didn't want to, like, my heart was so tight. Sometimes I felt like I couldn't breathe. Mm. You know, I just want to get out and mm. get a gasp of air. Mm. I just want to breathe. Mm. I just wanna, like, my chest was tight. I'm like, I can't sleep. All I'm doing, I'm eating. Like, I'm eating like a mad person. Everyone that knows me knows that I was always, like, very slim. Mm. I was eating like a mad person like my, i was eating like my my emotions yeah. away you were finding ways to cope, cope. so, so yeah. to speak so i was eating and eating and eating and i was just crying i was just crying i was just screaming in the middle of the night i went on holidays with my best friend um i went to the aga i was all night i was screaming like like horrible pain like my heart was oh I cannot describe it. Mm. You, it's that type of thing that only someone that's gone through mm. knows how mm. it feels. Mm. And it was horrible. Mm. The most horrible experience I ever had. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I had therapy. Um, then then my manager told me, oh, why don't you come back? Come back to work. Mm. I went back to work. How? What's the time period in between? So Jaden passed away in January. In March, he texted me to go back to work. He called me to go back into work. Did you feel ready to? I didn't, but at that time, I felt like that he told me that's something that you could be doing mm. to get your mind off of it. And he was like, yeah, we need you in place. And at that time, I'm thinking... Isn't well, that a little work. bit like manipulation, though? <laughs> well, in my... In my head, I'm thinking he needs me, so I'm gonna. You know me, right? I'm always there. Yeah. So he was like, "We need you. The team needs you." So I'm like, "Okay, if you need me, I'm gonna go back." And at that time, I didn't know that I could actually take my full leave. Yeah. And I went back. Um. I then went to church. I did some church retreats. Mm. And um, I started making my peace with it. Mm. Um, with him passing. Mm. Like. Going to church helped me a lot mm. with the grief and stuff. Yeah. But it always, it always comes to my mind. Yeah. Like always. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry that <laughs> well, earlier I had a little cry, but you know what? It's just because 
in my mind. And, you know, I don't know how this is going to come across if I'm yeah. being a little bit crazy. Just you let me know. But it's like something that I can't imagine going through. And I can, like, hearing about it. Like I was saying earlier, when we were just talking about generally, I was saying, when we were saying, no, I'm not comparing pains or anything like that. I'm just saying, I can't imagine surviving. And you were like, yeah, I think when you're in the moment, you just do survive. So when you were saying that you were going through the fight or flight, right? Do you think that people could see from the outside that you were going through something and they were choosing to ignore it? Or do you think they just couldn't see at all that you were not coping? I think people chose not to see mm. that I wasn't well mm. so that if we don't have to address it, mm. then I don't have to cry. So mm. let's just do something else. Let's just mm. try and take you out. Let's Let's just do something else so that you keep your mind off of it. So do you think they were trying to avoid it for themselves or they're trying to avoid it for you? I would like to think that it's for me, mm. but maybe for them as well. Because mm. it's a very hard mm. talk to have. Mm. And I think people won't understand. Mm. And all people kept saying to me was like, I would never ask, a, if the doctor gave me the opportunity, if the doctor said, oh, you're, you either um, turn off the machine mm. or you choose or you tell the doctor to keep trying mm. I would never be able to tell the doctor to switch off the machines mm. so they were like oh why did you do that I'm like well the doctor said yeah. he would actually yeah. he was going to die anyways, either way so why would I put my son to go mm. through more mm. pain because it's me being selfish it's mm. me choosing to, to just stay with him and mm. try, but he's not going to be here. So mm. I just thought, like, at least I'm going to have two or three hours with him, but mm. like our moment. Mm. Yeah. In Well, in those moments where everybody's trying to avoid it, do you think it could have been better to just discuss it and go through it together? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then instead of making those kinds of judgments, just asking, dude, how are you doing? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like, I felt like I went through all of it alone. Mm. Like, I didn't feel like my friends understood me. Mm. Like, they must have tried, mm. but their trying wasn't hard. Mm. There was some judgment. Mm. Instead of trying to understand, okay, like, Yanni's acting like this. Mm. Maybe because she's acting like this because her, mm. you know, maybe her son passed away. And bearing in mind, six months Earlier to that, I had just lost my dad. Mm. So I lost my dad in June uh, 2018 and Jalen passed in January 2019. Mm. So it was six months. Yeah. So I was grieving my dad. Yeah. Then Jaden passed away. So I'm gr- I'm now grieving Jaden. Yeah. And I felt like I went through everything alone. Like, like, not because people wanted to leave me alone, but because I felt like people did not and, understand mm, mm. Like my actions, or did not understand mm. me or what I'm going through. Mm. It's a very alone place to yeah. be. You as a mother, only other mothers that are going through, yeah, that they can understand. Did you ever go to any support groups where it was like, um, you know, when there's like group therapy? You know, yeah. you mentioned you did therapy. Yeah. Did you ever do that, or did you find that it was better one on one? I tried to do that, but I didn't relate because you know, like it goes again, like. 
I know there was mothers there that had like, for example, one year with their son. Yeah. So for me, it's just like, oh, for me, I I just spent one week with my yeah. son. Like, so why am I complaining? There's people here who lost. Yeah. So I just felt like your other stories are actually worse than mine. So I just felt like, what's the point? Yeah. So I, I kind of just left. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you find then that the one-on-one therapy was what was working for you to navigate through the grieving process? For or me, just it wasn't. grieving, not even a grieving. I don't. Be, I don't know if there's a grieving process. For I me, don't know if there wasn't. is a process. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't making sense. Like talking to someone about it. Mm. First of all, my therapist was a guy. Mm. Connection that a mother has with the child is completely different than the connection that the father has with the child. Can I can I ask you a question? It may, may be a little bit controversial, I don't know. But do you think that fathers also feel this, like maybe not the same amount, but still their own kind of grief, but in, a, their own ex, in its own extreme way as well? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Do you, but, have I asked that in the right way? Does yeah, that make sense? I, I understand what yeah. you're saying. But it's different. I, mm. I believe it's different. I don't know. I'm not a man and I'm not a father to think like that, right? Did you ever, you and your partner, your ex-partner, right? Did you ever try and speak about your yours's feelings to each other to help support each other? I know you were saying you were grieving alone, right? Like you, you felt like you were alone. But did you ever attempt to maybe communicate what you were going through? Every time I would try, he mm. would just shut it out. And he would never speak to me. Mm. Like when Jaden passed away, I had to go get the stuff. He, he never came with me to get his stuff. Mm. Like, I always went alone to get his stuff mm. from the hospital, mm. all his teddy bears, everything. I went alone. Mm. My ex never said anything about how he's he's feeling. Like, I would ask him, how mm. are you feeling? How mm. are you coping? And he, he would never give me the same energy back. So I was very alone. So I, I wouldn't know how he felt mm. because it was just me. He would never open up to me. At this point, we're broken up as well. And he's not speaking to me about mm. whatever he's going through. Mm. He's doing his grieving in mm. his own way. I'm doing my grieving. Mm. But for me, I just felt like I was. he should have been there for me. Regardless of you wanting to break up with mm. me, you still have a son with me. Mm. I am still the mother of your child. Mm. You still need to support me. Mm. You still need to make sure that I'm doing okay. Because mm. I'm a person. I'm mm. not an animal. Mm. We've been together for six years. Yes. Right? Even if you don't love that person yes. to be with them, mm. you need to have some compassion. You still share empathy. a common interest. Yes. To what mm. you're going through mm. and what the person is going through. And he did not have that. Mm. Yeah. He did not have that at all. Like, I've not seen the guy since we broke up. Mm. Since Jaden's... Like, I've seen him, but I've never spoken to him since Jaden's funeral. Mm. I've never spoke to him again. Like, we would speak because we had some pending things because we used to live together. Mm. But to, we would speak on text message. I've mm. never seen him face to face. He's never spoken to me about anything. He literally broke up with me one week after the, the mm. funeral. And that was it. And he never spoke to me about Jaden again. And I never spoke to him about Jaden again. Have you ever tried to, like, investigate why they had kept it so long before actually inducing you, considering the risk of getting an infection was so high. Yeah. So in Portugal, mm. 
I spoke to different doctors in Portugal mm. and as soon as your water breaks, the practice is to yeah. take out because of the risk of infection yeah. the baby might get. Yeah. But in the UK, uh, when Jaden died, I asked for an investigation to be opened mm. and they said they were going to open an investigation and let me know until mm. this day. I don't know anything. And because it was something that was so painful to mm. me, mm. I did not want to like, you know, meddle, you know, mm. try and find out for a long, long, long time. I've avoided anything that had to do. Why is with that? Because I didn't want to feel that pain again. Mm. I did not want to feel that pain again. I did not want to relieve that moment. It mm. was so dark. I was in such a dark place. For me, avoiding it mm. was just a way of me not having to feel, mm. not having to open up that box and feel mm. those feelings of despair again. Mm. So when you asked for the investigation to be opened, was this after you said you found yourself in prayer and going to church and things like that? Was it after? Yeah. So after that healing now, did you now have the strength to say, you know what, I forgive myself? Right? It wasn't my fault, but something, something doesn't make any sense here. Right? But then, why are you not chasing it out, man? Like, I wanted to find out what happened and yeah. I wanted to have the hospital held accountable mm. because at the end of the day, it was my practice. Mm. But the thought of it, imagining going to court and having to mm. tell all these things, and in my head, I'm thinking, I don't want to go through not that worth pain. The pain. Yeah, I don't want to go through that pain again. I'm not ready. Mm. I'm not ready to face the fact that Jaden mm. passed away, and it took me a while to actually come. Because yeah, I I made my peace. This is what God wanted, mm. but it's not what I wanted. So mm. in my head, I'm not gonna. I I didn't want for a long time. I didn't open his stuff from the doctors. You know, all his teddy bears, his clothes. I had his a lock of hair. I had a, a mold of his feet. I didn't open for mm. a long time. It took Silas to be with me for mm. us to actually open up the box and seeing his stuff, looking at his pictures. So what about Silas then helped you get to that place? Because <laughs> I heard you earlier, you said you're in a toxic relationship, yeah? Slightly toxic, a little bit, not a bit of you, right? But then now through all this healing, you find silence and then you get the strength to actually open up the box and, you know, have the strength to do that. So what about Silas? Not like Silas and I started seeing each other mm. like four months after mm. um, Jaden passed away. Mm. It wasn't something very serious, mm. but it didn't turn out to be serious. Mm. And he's always been there with me, like. You were yeah. friends, so yeah. throughout all of this, you were friends, and you said that he's yeah. one who helped you move out. Yeah, yeah. So he was very like helpful in terms of like, yes, we need to go see Jaden because mm. for a long time I wasn't able to go see his grave and mm. stuff like that. And Silas was like, "No, you need to go. Mm. I'll go with you. We need to do this." And he actually said, "Yana, if you want to sue the hospital, mm. I'll be there with you. Mm. I will look for the stuff to do it." Mm. I was like, "Oh, I'm not ready mm. and stuff." But he's always been so supportive. Like he was, what he was doing, what my ex boyfriend should have been doing. I don't think so. I don't believe. I don't. I don't think like that. I think the person who was meant to do that did did it. I think it was supposed to be Silas who did it. Like I don't. Oh, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> you can't cry. I'm not crying. No. Okay. <laughs> this is so <such> emotional. <laughs> 
Oh, I feel like, even though it's a bit of a controversial saying, right? But I feel like everything happens. We I had to pause that because <laughs> <laughs> I had to release some emotions. Oh, but you know, this is some real, some real stuff. This is some real stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's not every word that I will say here. Could never reflect, you know what I mean, to what I'm, uh, what I was feeling at the time. Oh, right? that's why off air I was saying I feel you as a mom, but I can't, I don't understand. Like, I can only imagine it, but I can't even imagine it because no, that's like lamenting. You know when they say you're lamenting, isn't it? I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> that's deep, deep pain. Yeah, that is. That's what it sounds like, man. It is. And I can't relate to that. So, uh, I'm was, so, yeah. No one can understand. No one can, no one can ever understand. And the thing is, pain is unique to us. So, even if there was somebody who went through a similar situation in the exact way, but their pain is their pain and your pain is your pain. You think the way you think and they think the way they think. You know what I mean? Your coping mechanisms are different to theirs. So, I feel like in any event, at some point, you would feel like you are by yourself. But and having that, people like Silas around, this is this is why it's tight. Having people like Silas around, I wouldn't look at it as it should have been your ex who did that. I don't think he was capable. But I feel like Silas is. So I feel like it worked out the way it should. So I feel like it's very painful. But you shouldn't ever look at it like that. I feel like you are where you're meant to be. Even though it was really a shitty, painful lesson or painful situation. Yeah. I don't even know if there's a lesson in it. I don't know what the lesson would be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Actually, as you were talking about healing, I feel like where you said, oh, I found a place of healing. But I feel like what you've just explained is healing comes in different processes. Because when you met Silas, now you... Or when your friendship grew Silas, you healed even more to get to a different point. And then you, admit you healed even more to get to a different point. So though, I don't think if I could put, like imagine it, it would ever go away. But I think people deal with it the way they deal with it. And the people who help you along the way are the people who matter. Could you ever imagine that you'd have ended up with Silas whilst yeah. you were going through all of that situation? Yeah, it's crazy. I feel like it's crazy. Like for me, I think, Losing Jaden was hard, mm. but I think the fact that I lost Jaden and I lost Jaden's dad at the same time, yeah, it was pretty hard. Like, yeah, it was horrible. I was going through a breakup. Yeah, and like a different kinds of heartbreak, yeah. but at the same time, the same so that's time, my heart was shattered. Yeah, right. And I didn't have. I just felt like, what's the point? And I remember my one of my sister saying to me, like, yeah, please. You're going to the UK, but please do not stop existing. Because they were scared that I would do something like that. Yeah. And there was times I, I wanted to. There was yeah. times I wanted to just throw myself in front of a bus. I was like, what's the point? Yeah. What's the point of me being here? My yeah. son is not here. Yeah. But I don't know, maybe God, my angel. Like, and I actually never had the strength to actually do it. Yeah. You know? And I continue on pushing yeah. every day, just taking one step by step, one day, living each day as it comes. Yeah. Did some madness 
when, you know, in the grieving process, I was going out, yeah. drinking, yeah. doing all of it. Mm. But then at some point, I had to like go through it. Yeah. Even though I didn't go through it fully, mm. but I still had to go through it. Yeah. But every day you go through it. Yeah. Every day you remember. Yeah. The person, like every day, I think I look when I look at Millie, I think about Jaden all mm. the time because I look at Millie and I'm thinking, yeah, like mm. Millie, you've got a brother. Mm. It's Jaden, and I want Millie to know that mm. she had a brother. She has a brother, mm. even though he's not here. He's not here to mm. be with her. Mm. He is with God, and he, I know a hundred percent that he's looking after Millie. Mm. And like I said to you before. Mm. I believe that Jaden's mission was to come and save me and save Amelia. Because mm. if Jaden didn't come, didn't go, I wouldn't have known that I had this problem. Mm. Right? And I wouldn't be at the stage that I am with Amelia. Because mm. then potentially it would have happened to Amelia. Mm. And he saved me because he took me out of a bad relationship. Someone mm. that did not deserve me. Someone that for me, it's like, it's not even a man. You're not even a man. Mm. Like, you are a monster. He what, was a monster to me. What made you realise that it was a bad relationship? Like, do you think that there were things that were happening before this situation, but it was you were just blind to it? Or, yeah. you know what I mean? I was so in love yeah. that I could not see everything. Yeah. Yeah. It took me silence to come yeah. and to show me Real. This is what yeah. it's supposed to be. Yeah. For me to be like, rah, like, yeah. this is not the way. It feels different. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, like I told you before. Yeah. It's just some different type of connection yeah. that you have with the person. Mm. Silas is my boy. He's my. Yeah. Like, my G. That's what I was saying earlier. <laughs> you lot are bros. Because I was like, you two are bros, isn't it? And you're like, yeah, you've got to be bros. But I feel like that's what it's all about, you know? Yeah, that's, that's I feel like boy. you've got to be bros in relationship. Like, like, you have struggling. Yeah. person I'm going is yeah. And I'm hoping he does the same thing. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. I'll invite him on the podcast. I'll find out. <laughs> I can get the deets. <laughs> I'll pull it out of him. Yeah, no, he was very helpful. Like, just, he was very helpful. And when I was pregnant of Amelia, mm. he had to even be more helpful mm. because now I'm thinking about the stuff that I went through with mm. Jaden, right? Mm. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, the same thing is going to happen with Amelia. Mm. But no, because it's a different guy, it's a different situation, mm. it's a different family. And thankfully, everything went okay. Now, you said something earlier about thinking about throwing yourself in front of a bus, but then you said an interesting point where you said, but I didn't have the strength to do it, which means that you had the strength to actually carry on and carry on living. So... Though you had these supporters and these people that were there for you that actually helped you through it, but I feel like it's you, sis. You you did that. You had to keep waking up every day and keep going. I'm not doing it again, but for real, you did that. Yeah, it was very hard. I don't think. I just think people see me every day, even my friends, but I don't think they see the pain that I carry. Yeah, you did that though. And you're doing that. Yeah. It's every day, like you said, every day as it comes and you know what? We don't talk about it enough mental health, is it? 
it's every day as it comes and I feel like if we were to speak more to each other we'd find more things like this out and help each other along the way so but most importantly to you um, I can't say never you did that you kept on choosing to not do that and to keep going even though it was very difficult you know what I mean so yeah but we all need some friends and some support so you know we're here for you we're here for you at the least oh I know I'm here for you <laughs> but I hope we can all form a community or you have supporters. Come on, we're all in this together. Yeah. Oh, what did they say? We're all alone in this together? What's his album name? We're all in this alone together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching it. <laughs> I'm a day fan. But yeah, basically, we're in this, innit? We don't understand each other's walks, innit? Yeah. But we're in this together. We're living the same life. Yeah. So we can just talk to each other, be kind, innit? Yeah. I think at the end of the day, I think it's just be kind. Yeah. Because you don't know what the other person is going yeah. through. And it's that small thing that you might say that for you. You say something mm. that it's bad, but mm. it's not that bad. But it might just take that thing mm. to make someone... That's why we, I think we ought to have more real conversations. If we have more real conversations, these convos are important to help people understand what it is that we are going through because some people may not respect it. Some people may just basically undermine it. Some people may just undermine yeah. it because they can't, just, you know, but it's real. Yeah. It's part of you. And I feel like, for example, with loss, a lot of people th- think that it takes a certain period mm. for you to like overcome mm. it doesn't mm. Mm. It, it, just because Jaden passed like three years ago it doesn't mean that I feel less pain mm. than I felt mm. at the time mm. the pain's the same mm. like it might have gone three four five six seven ten twelve twenty years I'm mm. still gonna feel the mm. same thing mm. because that's still my child yeah at the end of the day how do you think how do you feel talking about that because you know i feel like it's a very very deep topic and i think it's very very vulnerable so how do you feel talking about that and putting out there do you you like the fact that you're raising awareness is it too vulnerable for you how are you feeling yeah like i feel like after losing Jaden, i wanted to help people mm. that are going through the same situation. Mm. I wanted to help them because I feel like only mothers that have gone through this can help. Mm. Like you can have a psychotherapist, you can have uh, all the mental health nurses in the mm. world. But if they did not go through it, mm. they don't understand it. Mm. They can never understand. There's nothing Anyone can say to me, you won't understand. Somebody who can at least be real with you. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, it's crap. Mm. It's pretty shit, Mm. like, where you are. And everyone says, oh, tomorrow will be a better day. No, it won't. Mm. It won't be a better day. Mm. Let me feel what I'm feeling. Mm. Like, it's crap. Mm. There's no, it's like a pile of shit. You (laughs) don't see anything. Mm. You're literally in the hole, my Mm. friend, like you're not seeing anything mm. like you are pretty much in a dark place mm. i like i said to you before mm. the moment Jaden passed away i lost myself mm. like, i was such a bubbly person i was mm. always going out mm. always doing stuff i am to a certain extent 
I lost a lot of confidence. I gained a lot of weight. Mm. I stopped speaking to people. Before, I used to be always catching up with people on mm. the phone, always texting, always doing this, always mm. doing that. Now, I, I can't, I don't catch up with people on the phone. I'm really the worst person to be mm. texting. You text me now, mm. I'll look at the phone, I'll be thinking, I need to reply, mm. but I will forget. Mm. Um, some some people take it personal. Mm. Some people think it's I have a, I have an issue with you, but mm. it's not that. It's just I'm so caught up in my own world, mm. in my own thinking, in my own things mm. that it's just yeah. And people don't understand it that the person that you were before you're not the same person, mm. you know, and you will never be that person mm. again. And you just have to reinvent yourself through that pain yeah. and live through that pain. Yeah, each day as it comes. Each day as it comes. I did like a tattoo. When Jordan passed away, I did a tattoo mm. for him mm. and stuff. It made me feel better. Did it? Yeah. Is there any other things that you did that helped you to feel better for yourself? Just a, this is for me, personal. So I had done a tattoo mm. to, to honor him. Mm. Like just below my heart. Mm. And I I went to, to like, to... Um, this church retreat mm. quite a few times. Mm. I then went to see Jaden at his graveyard. I opened up his stuff. It took me a while, mm. but I've opened up. I see his locker there, did everything. Um, yeah. Well, I've taken a little break, but now we're back. But you asked me a question well off air because that's where apparently things are popping off air. Right, ask me that question again. I asked, Do you think I should sue the hospital? Now, I feel like that's an interesting question because I feel like it's whatever you're comfortable with. You know what I mean? Do you want to find out? Because, yeah, you, you, do you want to you go through that again? Do, like you were saying earlier, like that, I think those are questions that only you can answer. I feel like. I want not only to find out what happened, but to make sure that it doesn't happen to other women. Yeah. Right? I feel like if the practice should have been to induce me straight away, mm. induce me straight away. Mm. Right? Or induce other women straight away. Do you know what? You know that the... Uh, you know what? I hope nobody comes to me. So people correct me if I'm wrong, but black women, are basically, we struggle. We struggle when it comes to pregnancies and being taken seriously we're just like on the back burner do you know what I mean and do you think that's part of it and I know this is a tough conversation to be having do you know what I mean but do you think that was part of it I feel like you've got a lot of angles to consider but I feel like ultimately that is your decision to make especially if you're gonna find even more peace somehow you know what I mean if you're asking angry Tonga, <laughs> angry Tonga will tell you, find out what happened, like, why, what's, why, 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 why? But then I don't think that's healthy either. I think there's got to be a balance of why it is that you, you're you doing what you want to do. Do you know what I mean? So, again, I feel like that's a question only you can answer. If you feel like you're ready to face it, then you're ready to face it. But, again, only you can know the answer. Yeah, like I to be honest, I've been speaking to Silas mm. and we've been saying that it's something that we should actually look into. Mm. Not only 
because we want to know what happened, but just to ensure that this doesn't happen again. Mm. But obviously, we are a bit scared of the outcome. Mm. What if, like, they paint you out to be the crazy person or or the person that, like, you get what I mean? It's daunting. Yeah. It's daunting. And uh, I feel like people have heard it a little bit here and there, here and there. But yeah, having been through the court system myself, it's, it's, it doesn't feel good. On a day-to-day basis, it doesn't feel good, right? Because it's a lot of anxiety surrounding it because it really matters to you and it's really important to you. So I feel like that's the only advice I can give is, you know, it obviously really matters to you. It's really important to you. You just have to be ready to go through that. If you are ready, then yes. And if you're not ready, then no. You know how you feel when you've got a fight in you and you know how you feel when you feel depleted, right? But then, at the end of the day, we're all going to be here for you nonetheless. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're going to support you. Yeah. Find me a lawyer. <laughs> oh. oh, go to, um, what? They're called the ombudsman. Ombudsman. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Go through the ombudsman then. I think you can complain as a citizen. I think so. Yeah, I think you can go through the ombudsman, uh, the health one, and then you can get an investigation open. You know, when you said you got an investigation open, was that through the hospital? Through the hospital. Yeah, go through the ombudsman. I think there is a spokesperson for things like this. And I think there is one for the NHS. Yeah, I will look into it. It's up to you. It's your decision. But we're here for you, man. But... Are you okay? No, I don't know, you know. <laughs> oh, and I feel like I've just failed. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm at mental first aid. I've failed. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be the one who's like, so, I'm just supposed to listen. Just, mm, but you made me cry so many times. Oh, man. I'm so sorry, fam. Ah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for chatting with me. Always. Oh, Always we need to have you back on because I feel like there's so much that we talk about whenever we're off air. Oh. There's so much more that we talk about. It's just like you need to be back on. You need to take silence and ask him when is he marrying you, bro. Bro, listen, like, just just wait, man. Don't jump. It's my job to ask when he comes on the podcast. You need to, man. It's like it's you know what? Fun. You know what? Do you want to know what's funny? And I know this is going to sound so weird and I really hope it doesn't, right? Just this morning, as I was showering, I was thinking, yeah, later on, Diana and Silas, Amelia coming round. And I was like, wait a minute. When is Silas going to propose, by the way? Yeah. I need to ask Silas what he's waiting for. And I kid you not, I know this sounds weird. This sounds mad shady. Like, I'm just jumping on the bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds mad childish. I promise you. <laughs> I was genuinely thinking it. When is he gonna propose? I was thinking, bro, what have we waiting for? Millie's two, fam. Fam. She's two. Fam. <laughs> I'm gonna have to cut that out because <laughs> some of our people, yeah, 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 yeah. They'll be upset. <laughs> you wanna have a party? <laughs> I wanna have a party. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna be there. Fam. You're gonna get up to no behavior, I know. It will be the maid of honor. Me. Yes. The maid of honor, me. Yes. Don't do that. Don't do that. I've never been even a bridesmaid in my life. Am I the toxic one? 
Are you the friend that tells oh. the guy to break up? No, break up with him. I Bro. feel like you are that friend. Like, why are you even wasting your time with him? Bro. Every day complaining. Leave him then. Bro. Bro. He didn't propose until today. Bro. Tell me. Tell, tell me. Him. Tell me. Leave him. <laughs> leave him. ASAP. No, no. I'm trying to change. <laughs> I'm trying to be that, that supportive friend there. How do you feel about that friend? You know what I mean? Is that, what you, you, is that what you learned in your mental health course? No, no, no. I learned this before. Guys, guys, give me credit here. I learned that before. Okay, let me explain myself. <laughs> I've just been a no-tolerance girl. When I say I was an angry kid, I had no time <laughs> for all of that. So I've just had to learn to soften up over the years. So I'm softening up and softening up. So now I am the friend that tries to understand where it is you're coming from. So please <laughs> hear me out. That's why I was thinking about him. Why is he not proposing? Why is he not proposing? I'm backing you. I'm backing your beef. I can cook. I make beautiful babies. I mean, look at Amelia. I mean, like, I don't know what he's waiting for, bro. I might just find. I might just have to find a guy to propose to. No, 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 no! I don't support that. <laughs> no, we we the pandemonium, my puzzles. We don't support that. No, no one's backing that. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Silence will kill me. Time out. Time out. We're not going there. See, I'm being the supportive friend. See. Yes. I'm not telling you to break up with him. I love him. Give him a chance. Yes. Listen. Another year. Whoa, 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 whoa! I'm thinking. He's going to hear this podcast. I'm thinking by the end of the business, have good vibes. See what you're married. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. You're thinking a year? Fam. You're patient, fam. fam. At the good vibes on the knee. Will you marry me? I'm crying. We get married. I'm maid of honor because you teased me now. Exactly. Don't worry. I'll See, text him. To, I'll text him. Listen, Silas. I know you've listened to that. I know you've heard the episode. Why aren't we hearing news yet? But yeah, whew, that was some real stuff. Real stuff. Real stuff. Real stuff. Real stuff. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, but yeah, you've got to come back. You will come back. <sighs> How do we end it? Oh, with the quote. Yes, give me a quote. You've got a quote for me. Yes. Give me a quote. Bro, I forgot what order I even do this. It's never happened before. Imagine, I'm so deep. That's how deep. <laughs> you you entranced me. I was in that deepness and that realness still. I was like, what you do we do that. again? We what do we do? What we do? And now I think you got my back. For real, bro. So I seen one that is about grief. Because, mm. like, the past three years I've been grieving a lot. Mm. So, it, it, it's by an unknown author. Mm. But for me, it feels like that's what I felt. So, mm. it says, grief never ends, but it changes. It's a passage, not a place to stay. Grief is not a sign of weakness, nor a lack of faith. It's the price of love. Mwah, mwah, mwah. I'm sorry the episode is over, but please tune in next week for another exciting journey. Goodbye, goodbye, bye, bye, bye. Have good vibes.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.